The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll, level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Thursday night uh, throwdown as the National Football League regular season has uh, begun. Craziness as far as the over-under was concerned uh, late in the football game. The fresh prince of uh, Hell Air. Uh, was repeatedly getting stuffed at the goal line, and I was wondering uh, what the welder, Coach Welder, <laughs> Welder Andy Reid, uh, was going to do. You know, you got to give credit to Andy Reid, actually. Like, I, I don't know if Andy Reid, like, had money <laughs> on the over or just wanted to be nice to people. And, oh, you know what, let's just be real. Why he actually did it was to get it up to 14 points and just do, oh, we're up by two scores now and all that type of stuff, right? Uh, but nevertheless... That was a gift, a late gift from Lord Gambler. As the Kansas City Chiefs uh, get it done, kickstart uh, the National Football League uh, regular season. You have to wonder about the uh, the Houston Texans. And, you know, they get the Baltimore Ravens up next. Their schedule is brutal. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, I don't know, man, if Bill O'Brien hasn't been fired yet, it doesn't appear that he's going to be. All right? I think they got like a weekend at Bernie's things going on over there with the Houston Texans. Like, I don't think anyone's running the franchise. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think Bill O'Brien is, is one of those it's one of those things that, you know, he walks into the facility, looks around, and, like, the head office is empty all the time. He's like, all right. Sort of like George Costanza. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you want the big office or the small office? I'll take the small office. Like, you know, I think Bill O'Brien is surprised. You imagine being Bill O'Brien and, like, pulling into the parking lot every day? Like, it's got to cross his mind. I just think, like, one of these days I'm going to roll up and security's going to say, listen, um, you know, uh, li- listen, uh, li- listen, sir, um, you know, uh, they told me you're no longer welcome here. <laughs> like, 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 well, come on, one of these times he's going to get to Lane Kiffin. Uh, you're not allowed on this plane, sorry. <laughs> evidently, evidently not. He was close to getting fired. Then people started dying. It's a crazy, uh, it's a crazy-ass world uh, that we're in. David Johnson put up massive numbers. Yeah, because the coach kept giving him the football. We're going to get to that, actually. I've got a conspiracy theory for you. We're getting into some fantasy football as well. Congratulations if you took the Fresh Prince of uh, Hell Air. Portrait late night companion. Bring it. Sports. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. I think we can uh, replace the Harlem Globetrotters uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs from now on, just moving forward. You took all the money that you had and bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and basically, the Texans are the generals. Uh, the Texans are the generals. Like, how many times have, like, the Texans played in, like, one of these big games and, like, just tried, like, not to win? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's like there's a saying. What do they say? I'd rather uh, die standing than on my knees. Die living and standing than on my knees. Or something, something wise like that. I don't know. You get the gist of it. Like, you know what I mean? You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, you knew, like, when they punted earlier in the game. You know, basically put it this way, guys. You know that you're pretty much a big pansy when Chris Collinsworth is calling you out. Chris Collinsworth doesn't call anybody out, right? So when Chris Collinsworth is like, I don't know why you're punting here. You're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, like Bill O'Brien's been around long enough that, like, he still, like, does the same things over. Yeah, I'm playing one of the most explosive offenses and best quarterbacks in the history of the National Football League. So, yeah, it would be a good idea for me to punt here. <laughs> yeah, a minute and 13 seconds later, you're going to see touchdown. Like, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a good, good call, coach. A good call. Like, Bill O'Brien, I'm amazed that Bill O'Brien hasn't, like, you know what I mean, like, declined, like, 15-yard penalties. No, no, we don't want no, – hey, coach, it's good for us. Like, you know, I, I don't know how this team has won nine games a year over the years. Like, I really don't, like, with the talent. You know, and like, we were talking about this earlier, about Weekend and Bernie's, and I'm not kidding either. A couple of years ago, a couple of years ago, the ownership of the Houston Texans were getting frustrated. Remember, like, they, they said the inmates in the asylum stuff, and the players were getting mad, and um, the players were mad, owners were mad, everyone was mad, all right? The players were mad. Um, about like the the inmate uh, comment, the owner was mad because they they never won. <laughs> like, like basically, 
I've been here. I've been around the Texans. I've been in Houston. I know like the, the, this franchise and stuff. And trust me, there's a lot of anger in Houston about this team. Like there's a lot of love, but they've been in the league a long time again. And they, you know what I mean? Like the patience is wearing thin. Like basically there's one of these teams. They're always just going to disappoint you. But like Bill O'Brien, like it's unbelievable. This guy, it's like, dude, you're down by 17 points. Stop running the football. I get it. Like, yo, you're, what are you trying to establish the run? And I guess, you know, what are they going to, you know, if you're defending them, you're going to say, wow, they're, they're working, you know, for moving forward. They haven't had preseason, et cetera. Yet, listen, David Johnson had 11 carries for 77 yards. So, and listen, we took David Johnson's prop uh, over the number. He also, David Johnson also had uh, three receptions for 32 yards. So he had over uh, over 100 yards, total yards production. He scored a touchdown, plus 200. We cashed that as well. And basically, we called this. I said O'Brien is going to force-feed David Johnson because he traded for him and was heavily criticized for it. So, so now they're going to lose. And then I'm sure it's going to come up, yeah, but hey, you all said that Johnson sucked. Hey, he had 105 yards. It's like, yeah, coach, we lost by 14. He had 77 yards because you kept on giving him the ball when we were losing by 24 points. And it's not just O'Brien, though. It's it's Deshaun Watson, too. Like, you know, there was the two-minute warning in the first half. It's like, bro, like, the clock is ticking here. Like, figure it out. Like, you're going to get the playoff. And he did the exact same thing at the end of the third quarter. It's like, you know you're losing by 17 right, right, right now, Deshaun, right? You realize you're not winning? I, I, I can't believe this stuff. Like, I'm watching Deshaun Watson, and I think Deshaun, like, I don't know. I guess Deshaun Watson just got paid so much money. Like, him and um, him and Mahomes are the richest guys in the league now. I guess you just accept it. I guess Deshaun just figures whatever, dude. Like, you know, growing up as a kid, I never imagined I was going to have $400 million. So, it's all good anyways. Yeah, my coach is an idiot, but I got $400 million. You know, like, I, I don't know what he thinks. Like, look, DeAndre Hopkins is tweeting out grateful. Yeah, grateful I'm no longer there around this stooge. Like, I know it's obvious and stuff just to rip him, Bill O'Brien, but the guy really is a moron. Like, like, what's the even point of showing up? Like, I've never seen a coach, like, try not to win as much as this guy. And like I said, too, Deshaun Watson, where's the sense of urgency? Like, you know, you guys just roll over. Like, it's just, it was embarrassing. You know, you don't want to call teams out. Oh, it's been difficult and stuff. Yeah, screw that. We're going to call them out. It was the same crap, man. There wasn't even people there. There were 17,000 people there, and you still suck. Like the Houston Texans, it's just, it never changes. It never changes. It's the same crap all the time with this team. You know, big game, they'll show up. They'll run the ball. They'll play conservative. They'll play not to lose as the other team slowly pulls away all night in a game. And then they'll they'll unleash Deshaun Watson. They'll start running around, making plays late. And you'll wonder, why don't you guys just do this earlier? Like, what do you pay Deshaun Watson for? I, you know what I mean? You didn't throw the ball deep. And it's frustrating to me, too, because I lost the prop. I had a prop, Deshaun Watson, over 266 and a half passing yards. He gets to 253. I had over 23 and a half completions. He gets to 20. 
if there would have been any sense of urgency. All right? This guy was slower getting to the line than Megan McCain, uh, you know, getting to, uh, to the gym. And, 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 and we end up losing a prop. 20-32 for Deshaun. 253 yards. Frustrating. David Johnson, 11 carries, 77 yards. Now, I want to congratulate. I want to congratulate all fantasy football players uh, out there uh, who drafted. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, otherwise known as the uh, the Fresh Prince of Hilaire. And, you know, basically, look, this this kid stepped into this offense, um, you know, they, like, uh, like a Kardashian into an NBA player's life, <laughs> all right? <laughs> like this guy, you want to talk about fitting like a glove. Um, yeah, yeah, this guy, he's right into the offense. Like, if you're Damian Williams, like, yeah, you didn't opt out. You basically just retired. <laughs> like, 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 I know, yeah, it's like, well, you can't lose your job due to COVID. Well, you just lost your job due to COVID. I don't know what Damian Williams' deal is about why, why he didn't play, but, um, like, like yeah, you're done, Damian. Like, like really. Like, they say we can't lose your job to injury or COVID. Yeah, you just lost your job. You just lost your job. 25 carries, man. 25 carries. I mean, how many freaking plays did the Chiefs run tonight? Hilaire had 25 carries. Mahomes had 32 pass attempts. But Hilaire, 25 carries, 138 yards, 5.5 yards per clip. Uh, didn't catch any balls out of the backfield. Didn't seem to matter. Had that quick burst, small dude, quick burst, found the holes. You don't really see him, like, you know, at the offensive line. You don't really see him coming out of the uh, the scrum, and then he sort of, like, pops through. Very impressive. We thought, listen, can you have a better debut? I mean, I'm sure it's not, it's not an all-time record, but 138 yards, a touchdown, 5.5 yards a clip, long run of 27 yards. That's a pretty successful National Football League debut. This kid steps, uh, goes from uh, the SEC in the National Football League and succeeds. Can Joe Burrow do the same thing? I think he can. And uh, the line movement uh, agrees right now. We'll hit that game and more. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood... 
we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Quickest 120 minutes of sports continues. Sports Rage late night. I am Morenci. Uh, throwing it down. National Football League regular season that has uh, begun. We'll uh, do a line check, uh, run through the uh, run through the National Football League uh, board, check and see uh, about the uh, the line movement. It's actually been quite a bit of line of movement uh, on these football games. As it's starting to get real right now, um, the time has come. We we were talking with Teddy uh, Teddy Covers earlier, Ted Savransky uh, from Las Vegas SportsMemo.com about how people you know the real bets are starting to uh, be played uh, right now, and you're starting to see it uh, with the line moves. Uh, we'll check in with the NBA uh, as well as the Toronto Raptors and the Boston Celtics uh, play Game 7. Uh, the, the Game 7 that we had with Utah and Denver was a classic. It's been some great uh, great games, some great uh, great basketball in the, uh, in the NBA playoffs, in the bubble. People wondered about the intensity uh, factor, and the players are bringing it, man. The players, uh, the players are bringing it, and... We were wondering about the presentation of an NFL football game. It was, you know, with the fans, 17,000 fans, guys, you could tell. And I brought this up last night, and I brought this up before. Look, the last sporting event I went to before the shutdown was an XFL football game. The New York Guardians and the L.A., whatever the hell they were called. I think there was the L.A. Express. Pretty, I don't know. Like, isn't every football team in L.A. called the Express or the any Extreme? <laughs> I really think they were called the Express again. Like there, there's been like ten te- teams called the Express there. I think uh, Johnson was the quarterback. Um, good quarterback. It was a good football game. I had a good time. We went with Rutgers Row. Um, yeah, it was a great time. We got blasted. It was cold as hell. And you know why it was a good time? Because we won our bets. We won our bets. I think that's when I got coronavirus too. Uh, I don't know if I ever officially had it when I said, oh, that's when I got coronavirus, but I remember, like, going to that football game, and I was sick as hell that day. And, look, put it this way, guys. What was the date of that game? Off the top of my head, I think it was February 29th. (laughs) February 29th-ish? So think about that. I'm in New York City. I'm in New York City, and it's hitting the city hard. Like, it's not, like, you know, fully on the news yet everywhere. But, like, and I was at the racetrack every day. I'm at the racetrack with a bunch of old people every day. I'm at the Meadowlands all the time. I'm at the football games and stuff. And I remember, like, um, I was very sick. Like, I remember, like, a couple of days after the football game, I was like, man, I shouldn't be this sick considering I only went to a football game. And then it sort of got worse, and it, it lasted like three weeks. <laughs> but 
Uh, like I said, I don't know. They said, like, basically, I think, like, 50 or 60 percent of the city of New York uh, got coronavirus um, at some point. I think it was, like, some crazy number like that, really. <laughs> like, So who knows? But um, my point is there was 13,000, 14,000 people at that game I was at, and it was pretty loud. It was pretty loud. And I know I've been to a lot of games with not a lot of, uh, of fans before. So the 17,000 fans tonight were pretty loud, I thought. When Houston had the football, it was, it, was, it was enough to be disruptive and annoying, at least. And you could tell there was a crowd there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see now with the um, the piped-in uh, noise, the, you know, the 65 to 80 decibels um, that they can use. All right, so we'll get into the NFL. I want to check in on the uh, the NBA as far as the numbers uh, are concerned. So we got the uh, the Toronto Raptors getting two points in this game seven, and I don't know what it is about the Toronto Raptors that they are so polarizing that people like get so angry. And, you know, I listen, if, if it's one thing to pick a team and stuff, but there's a common pattern. It's amazing. It's just people get hostile. I guess it's because they're the champs, right? They're the champs. There's a level of jealousy. You see it with NBA players. Um, like there's different ways of approaching, like, like, basically, after the Raptors won game six in the double overtime game, Kyle Lowry goes 33 points. Joel Embiid tweets, Kyle Lowry is super underappreciated. People don't know how good he is. Hashtag winner. And it's funny because, you know, only, you know, really, you got to be an idiot not to know that Kyle Lowry is, like, uh, one of the best players in the NBA and one of the most respected players. So it's just funny, like, you see... Like, jackasses on Twitter that know nothing about basketball will rip, like, Kyle Lowry and rip, like, rip players. Yet, players in the NBA, Dwayne Wade, one of the greatest of all time after the games, like, tweets at Kyle Lowry, like, this super impressed face, like, damn, um, after the game. So, there's different ways. So, you sort of have the winners respect the Raptors. And then you get C.J. McCollum, of all people. Urkel. Like, really, Urkel? Of all people, Urkel. So, and I like C.J. McCollum. I felt bad having to troll him, and I hate trolling athletes online, and I didn't troll him. I just responded to him, (laughs) right? In which it was pretty disrespectful, in which he, he tweeted during the game, he tweeted at Kyle Lowry, all right? He said, yo, at Kyle Lowry, you have to stop passing the ball to Buddy. Yet, he was talking about Siakam. Yet, he doesn't say his name. He says Buddy, but he goes out of his way to put, like, Kyle Lowry in the tweet, which is just insulting to Siakam, which just goes so sort of the jealousy and stuff. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, really, Urkel? You're tweeting Kyle Lowry, telling him not to pass the ball. Because I got to tell you, a lot of times, a lot of people have thought, for the love of God, Damian Lillard, why are you passing the ball to C.J. McCollum? Secondly, Urkel, maybe I missed something. Like, maybe I missed all those national championships you won at Lehigh, bro. And maybe I missed all the titles you've won with the Portland Trailblazers. I know in your mind, like, winning some games in the bubble and then getting smoked and rolling over. Uh, Dude, you rolled over, man. 
you 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 rolled over like a zigzag on on Willie Nelson's tour bus. Like, come on. Uh, with oh, Dame's not here, and we quit uh, against against the Lakers. It's like, hey, dude, you've never won anything. I don't think you should be tweeting at Kyle Lowry, telling Kyle Lowry what to do. Number one, number two, you can just sort of see the jealousy, and you see how people like attack Siakam so much. And Siakam is getting it from everywhere. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. I'm old enough to remember John Starks missing. John Starks um, missing. Shot after shot after shot. John Starks, like, you know, I, what, what did he go? He's like one for 19. <laughs> Uh, you know, one one for nineteen or whatever. Like John Starks didn't get it, uh, get it this bad. Like I'm thinking, I'm honestly thinking, like, like the way Pascal Siakam has been talked about over the last couple of, like, the last week or so, by so-called Raptor fans, by by media types, by some NBA players, you would think. You would you would think that like Pascal Siakam's like one of the biggest like uh, and I was gonna say goats because you know in the real world goat actually means like you know you cost the game doesn't mean the greatest of all time it's a stupid thing that goat thing the dumb thing that goat thing all right but like you would think like that Siakam like Siakam cost the series Siakam cost the championship Siakam did this you know like the Chris Webber timeout and it wasn't even Chris Webber's fault um yeah John Starks went 2 of 16 in game 7 of the NBA finals John Starks like didn't get it as bad as Siakam's getting it like Siakam's just getting his hate from everywhere and oh he's not a star oh I knew that it's like wow man Funny because he had 12 points, eight rebounds, played great defense, and won in a game. Yeah, I guess Kemba Walker's a big stud. We heard we heard Teddy earlier. Well, the Celtics are just a better team. Yeah, because the Celtics won the title last year, right? And Jason Tatum's done what in this league? Jalen Brown's done what? You know, we heard Tony Finney the other night. Well, all three players are better than anyone the Raptors have. It's like, oh, yeah, I know, because who who on the Celtics is better than Kyle Lowry? I'll take Kyle Lowry over anyone on the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum's a flashy young player. Good for, good for you, kid. You're like every other Duke kid. You're soft, whatever. Yeah, you'll score a bunch of points and stuff, but whatever. What have you ever won? Jalen Brown's a tough kid, good player. He's okay. Marcus Smart's a loudmouth. I like his style. He could be on my team anytime. He's one of those guys you hate when he's on the other team, but he's all right if he's on your team. Uh, but, like, whatever. Like, oh, yeah, they're better. I know. I know. Because Brad Stevens accomplished way more than Nick Nurse in his life. It's a joke. It's a joke that the Celtics are even favored in this basketball game. The Raptors were down 2-1 last year to the Philadelphia 76ers. Came back and won the series. They were down 2-0 to the Milwaukee Bucks. Came back, won the series. Blew uh, blew the uh, the game two, uh, the NBA Finals. Oh, they're going to blow it. Oh, they're, they're, they choked again. Kyle Lowry missed a three. He sucks. And, you know, it's kind of getting old, you know, whatever. But I think it, it drives the Raptors. It really does. 
They they know they know what the the idiots on ESPN are saying. They know what the clowns on TNT. They know what they're all saying. You know they see it. They hear it. They know about social media and stuff. But like a lot of athletes, I don't really care about social media. I think NBA players know though. They do know. NBA players do go on Twitter, right? So they see it all. I think it drives. Seems like the more people hate, the more they win. More choice, like I continue to bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait late night continues. Quickest 120 minutes in sports. What a crazy, uh, man, what a crazy week. It's been overwhelming. Uh, it's, it's been over the top uh, between the basketball games, the football is back, college football, you know, worlds are colliding uh, right now. But so far, so good. A lot of people, including myself, and I will admit, I was one of the people that was saying, oh, there's no way they'll be able to start in September. I mean, come on. How are they going to be able to pull this off? But I don't know, man. Like the NFL just has some sort of weird, you know, some sort of like superpower shield. I remember after the draft, I remember leading up to this, there was an unnamed coach. And I don't know. I think it was Sean Payton personally, you know, because if, you, if you're smart enough to read between the lines with this stuff, you know, whenever you read an article, and you'll see, like, all right, Coach Sean Payton says this. And then later in the story, it'll say, you know, sources are unnamed, like, whatever, say. Like, yeah, you mean Sean Payton, the guy you were just talking to. Like, you'll see that all the time. Like, you know, read, like, a Peter King column in Sports Illustrated. It'll be like, you know, this coach, Mike Tomlin says this, Harbaugh says that. Uh, another coach says, it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So you sort of read between the lines. And uh, But anyways, like, it was coaches and a couple of GMs they didn't want to do this, guys. They didn't want to play the, the season without practice, without preseason, because their jobs are on the line, right? We're seeing coaches have been fired in the NBA bubble. So, like, there's no free pass if you're a coach right now. They know this. I don't think they were really fearful about the safety of anything. I think it was more so the safety of their own job. And they were the same thing, like, Dude, they did a poll, basically, and there was only, like, eight general managers wanted to do the draft. And none of those guys wanted to do the draft in that format. And it worked out fine. So, anyways, the quotes were after that. They were like, Roger Goodell thinks, like, he's a superhero. And that, you know, they got away with the draft, no problem. That they think, they basically said, Goodell thinks that since they're the NFL, that basically, like, everything will work out fine. Don't worry about anything. And... Pretty crazy, but kind of been right. <laughs> they pulled the draft off on Zoom without a hitch. Now they they pulled this off uh, so far. I don't understand, though, personally, why the fans weren't more spread out. Like, you can, I don't even, you know, have 20, have a couple of more thousand in there, but spread them out more. Like, actually have the upper deck. Like, have just people sitting up there and, like, you know, in your own section and stuff. Like, just sort of spread people out more and you get more people in there, but. 
you know, it's, it's, it's all surreal. It's all surreal watching this stuff unfold, yet, you know what, 2020 is a surreal year. And, you know, we've seen, you know, we, we thought that there was going to be teams that have the sort of the same roster, the same coaching staff, the same game plan that played well last year would have an advantage. And so far, you know, so far that, uh, that, that has uh, come true. Impressive win for the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what's impressive about the Kansas City Chiefs is they could always be better. When you watch them, you're like, yeah, you know what? They left a lot of points on the field, actually, and they still scored 34. And what's impressive about the Kansas City Chiefs as well, their defense is good. Like, you know, that's something that people don't talk about. You know, they have so many stars on offense. They have so many stars on offense that it's easy, you know, to overlook the fact that their defense makes plays, and their defense has been making plays, and their defense made plays. Uh, Again, dangerous football team, obviously the team to beat. I don't think it's crazy to bet on them, you know, in the plus 650 range to win the Super Bowl. I never, um, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it's crazy. Like, if there's ever going to be a year that someone's going to repeat, I think it's now. Especially, like, you know, you don't have the crazy fans and stuff on the road to knock them off. And, like, you know, these offenses on the road, I'm expecting points. So this is something. Let's keep it for the charts. The game barely went over the number, but it did go over the number. And, you know, something to keep our eye on. And let's check in on some of these totals moving forward here. So as we discussed, though, I do like the Raptors tomorrow. They're getting two points. It's plus 110 on the money line. The total is interesting. It's 203 and a half. It was 208 and a half. It was 208 and a half. But um, that's what it opened at. And, and it's been bet all the way down. So 203 and a half. It, you know, if this was if this was a game six number, man, I'd jump all over this. Uh, I'd jump all over it. But game seven, this Eastern Conference stuff, man, these guys have battled. Like, this is like, you know, would anyone be shocked tomorrow if it was a 90-90 game? You know, 92-90? <laughs> like, man, it, it's going to be a battle. I see we got our boy uh, Mike Zard in the house, Mr. Boston. I'd wish you the best of luck uh, as a Celtic fan, Mike Zard, but I wouldn't mean it. I wouldn't mean it, but you know what? It's all good. It's been a hell of a series. Made the best team win. There's been a lot of crying uh, by outside uh, people, yet, you know, it is what it is. I think the, the league, I, I really am wondering, though, like, about the, the referee. Like, who's refereeing this game seven? And it really does make a big difference. Anybody that bets a lot in the NBA knows this, that the um, they're, the NBA ref stats are real, man. The NBA ref stats are, like, real, real. Like, Tony Brothers, who did the game for the Celtics the other day, and, and listen, you could argue the Celtics got pinched a couple of times. So did the Raptors, but I get it. I, I understand, you know what I mean? But they're 3-18 and 18 with him. <laughs> like, like they don't win when he refs. And there really is a pattern to this in the NBA. Like, there really, really is a pattern to NBA coaches not getting along with certain refs, with certain refs just screwing certain teams. There's a lot that goes into this stuff. And the Game 7, 
Now, you know the league wants Boston to win. You get Boston to Miami. Either way, you get Boston to Miami into the NBA Finals, and I think they're happy. I think they'd prefer Boston getting there than Miami, but, uh, you know, the Raptors, even as defending champions, the Raptors have never gotten calls as a franchise, uh, you know, to the point where it's an embarrassment. And they sort of, like, got screwed less because they had Kawhi Leonard. But they don't have anybody, really, that's ultra-respected by the referees. The only guy that's respected by the referees on the Raptors is um, is Kyle Lowry. And he's not really respected by them. He just fights with them constantly. So, he's you know, he'll get calls because he's just in their face all the time. <laughs> and like Kyle, there's never been a call that Kyle has, uh, you know, not voiced his... Uh, his opinion on. So let's take a look at uh, some of the uh, some of the totals. And I see Scott saying about uh, Tony Brothers. Yeah, there's difference though in in playoff games, regular season games, and uh, and and everything else. So the total, 203 and a half. And uh, the Clippers and the Nuggets, it's eight. I don't know. Like, do you want to get in front of any of these L.A. teams right now? Those guys are all on a collision course. Over, under, uh, 216. You figure Denver's got, like, one shot left, sort of like a boxer. They'll come out swinging. They'll have, like, one, you know what I mean? They'll have, like, one one good round left in them, but I don't know if it's enough to win a basketball game. You know, maybe it's enough. I've been getting killed on these first quarter bets, though. I've had a bad week with the first quarter bets this week. That's the thing with these playoffs. It's tough. I bet almost every game, you know, we're doing shows before these games. People want picks for every game. So, you know, you end up on some of these games, but, man, they're tough, right? You ride the uh, the roller coaster, one thing that we would encourage you to ride is the unders in the um, in the Western Conference Finals. We talked about it last night. We talked about it a lot over the last couple of days. Man, five and a halfs in these series. Like, come on, man. It was one nothing, three nothing, and what three two now? Dallas Stars uh, get it done. But I want to, you know, I want to get to uh, the NFL, and I think defenses, even though the offenses haven't had time to really work together all that much. I think that the defenses are more screwed still. There's so much speed, man, in the National Football League, all right? There's so much speed in the NFL, and they're going to get open. Like you saw tonight, look how quickly they ended up getting the 54 points after they stumbled out of the gate. Houston, like basically, like Houston, like, you know, were basically drunk and and still ended up getting, uh, you know, putting some points up on the board. And you saw as soon as they picked up the pace a little bit, they were able to put points up. You know, the whole thing about defenses and who's going to be ahead of who, offense and defense and stuff like that. You know, I I would be weary about betting unders. I really would be. And there's some pretty low totals on the board this week. As we talked about, the Lions and the Bears, it's sitting at three right now. This game has push written all over it. It really does. Like, you just get the feeling 
that the Lions are going to win this game by three points. Total is 42 and a half. Cleveland Browns, we've talked a lot about this game this week. Total there is 48 and a half. This game, you know, I would take Cleveland if Baker Mayfield wasn't their quarterback. I can't trust Baker Mayfield. Even though they're three and one the last four against the Baltimore Ravens, I can't I can't trust them. I am gonna put my money where my mouth is here, though, with the Minnesota Vikings minus two and a half against the Green Bay Packers. I seem to be in a minority here. It pretty much like every guest that we have, every, you know, every uh handicapper, all oh, oh, Minnesota's average. Minnesota's average. Minnesota's average. I don't know. Mike Zimmer is one of the best coaches in the history of the National Football League against the spread. He really, literally, and figuratively is. The guy's a covering machine. Um, the only time, like I said, they, they, they always cover against non-division opponents, the Minnesota Vikings. You want a little inside tip? Take the Vikings against non-division opponents. All right? Packers, obviously a division opponent, but whatever. It's a big football game. We'll see, um, we'll see uh, who gets it done here. I like the Vikings. It's a tough one, but I think the Vikings are the best team in this division. Indianapolis and Jacksonville, I don't trust it. You know, you get the feeling Indianapolis is going to win, but I don't, I'm not laying a seven and a half points. This is one of these games, if you play in a survivor pool, you stay away from it and you just pray. You don't take Indianapolis and you just pray that somehow Gardner Minshew throws like four touchdown passes and Phillip Rivers throws four interceptions both of which uh, are very uh, possible things that can happen. Interesting that Teddy joined us earlier and gave us a different perspective on the Raiders game against the Panthers. All things that we talked about, we know that Matt Rule rebuilds programs. We know that it takes a couple of years. Thing is, the Carolina Panthers could win this football game and still suck later on in the year, right? Bad football teams, it's like any sport, man. It's like baseball. Like, you know, I mean, just because a team wins their home opener doesn't mean they're good, but someone's got to win the season opener. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Someone, someone's got to win. We haven't talked a ton about the Dolphins and the Patriots, but I like this game. I think the Miami Dolphins can hang around. I think the Dolphins can hang around. Patriots are going to be a run-heavy football team. Patriots are going to play low-scoring games. Um, they've got a great defense. I think Cam Newton will be good. I think the Patriots can win this football game, but I think Miami can do enough to hang around. I'm actually surprised. This is one of the numbers that surprised me a little bit. Sports Rights Late Night continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Late night. Winding down. Uh, winding down. It's a good thing, too. I feel like a uh, fighter that's, like, cutting weight. All of them, all I'm missing is, like, uh, one of those, like, uh, those suits. Um, feels like, you know, man, the, the, this, uh, this studio is a, I'll put it this way, it's a sauna. Uh, the, uh, the West Coast heat wave, man, it, it ain't playing around. 
it ain't it ain't it ain't playing around under the lights. And like O.J. Simpson wasn't as sweating as uh, as much as I am, and uh, O.J. was on trial, right? Um, so New York. Speaking of uh, O.J. Simpson, the uh, Buffalo Bills are laying six and a half points. We're talking about the Dolphins. Dolphins um, getting six and a half points against the Patriots. I'm not anti-Cam Newton. I'm not anti-Patriot even. I think the Patriots are going to be good. I think the Patriots and the Bills are going to battle for that division. I think the uh, the Patriots defense going to have them in every football game. I think Belichick's got a chip on his shoulder because Brady's not there. Uh, but with all that being stated, uh, the Dolphins have enough talent to hang around in this game. And I don't know if the Patriots offensively have enough talent to pull away to be laying six and a half here. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised here just at this number, that they're this this big of uh, favorites. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, listen, the Bills, the Bills are a team in which um, last year we knew that they were going to be damn good, all right? They've been building something special, and you know, Brandon Bean's done a great job putting the roster together. McDermott's done a great job. Everything, they've been very patient. Like, they've done a great job just constructing a roster here. You know, now you bring in uh, you bring in Diggs. The problem with the Buffalo Bills, and you guys know I love the Buffalo Bills, but the problem with the Buffalo Bills is that schedule is a killer, man. Like, the Bills are going to be good, but they better be good. Like, put it that way. Like, if they're really good, they'll go 10 and 6. Like, this is, the schedule is that hard. Like the schedule is that hard. Like you know what I mean. Eleven and five, and man, like that's that's something. All right, we're already done. Other night, you're on your own. Raptors win. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.